Olá pessoal, tudo bem? Welcome to the Brazil Crypto Report podcast, where we talk to the builders, entrepreneurs, and influencers from across the Brazil crypto ecosystem. I'm your host, Aaron Stanley, and today I'm recording from the Blockchain Rio Festival uh, here in Rio de Janeiro. And today I'm joined by Marcelo Mati, who is the CEO and the founder of Singularity DAO, uh, which is a really exciting artificial intelligence-driven asset management platform. So he's going to be breaking down for us what he's doing in Brazil and what exactly an artificial intelligence-driven asset management platform is. Sounds pretty cool. So looking forward to uh, learning about this. So welcome, Marcello. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you so much, Aaron. I really appreciate the uh, pure Italian pronunciation of my name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, all right. I'm, I, there's one skill I've picked up today here, so that's good. That's good. All right. So maybe uh, to kick us off, why don't you just tell us a bit about yourself? What's your background? What is Singularity DAO? How did this all kind of come about? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, thank you for the opportunity, first of all. I really appreciate being here. Um, so I started my journey in crypto in uh, 2017 uh, with Singularity Net, which is um, a project uh, from the old days. So. Um, it was really big in uh, 2017. We did a very large ICO in connection to the uh, robot Sophia, uh, the humanoid robot that uh, she's, she's a celebrity ambassador of the UN, etc. Um, Singularity Net, funded by Ben Gordon, one of the world leading AI scientists. Anyway, I was part of the funding team and basically I stayed with them um, up until 2020 and uh, December 2020. Together with Ben, we started to think about. Um, what uh, we could do in, the, uh, in, in DeFi, how we could apply the artificial intelligence created by uh, SingularityNet in the world of decentralized finance. So Ben had in mind to use machine learning and reinforcement learning for trading algorithms for a long time and uh, clearly in DeFi the, the, there was a lack of sophistication um, and, uh, and, and a lot of barrier to entry. Anyway, so you asked me about my background, I'm already going into the pitch, apologies for that. My background, I started with Singularity Net, before that I, I was a journalist, I used to write for TechCrunch. Um, the Guardian, Wired, and so on. Uh, so that was my approach to. Uh, so that's how I, I got very close to the tech startup world. We got very fascinated with the entrepreneurship world, and then later on with blockchain, AI, and crypto. Uh, and that's um, how how we got here. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, this uh, I, I do remember the Singularity Net project from back in the day, and the and the the Sophia robot. And you know, I remember the first time I saw you guys deploy that robot on stage. It was one of those moments where, you know, you you kind of have these. You know, you can imagine like what it's like when you know, okay, robots are able to talk and have a personality. But once you see it, it's one of those things where uh, you're like, oh boy, that's yeah. <laughs> that's really interesting. You, you make it, if, if I may, it's, it's a very interesting point. So, um, recently, Kate Matt from the New York Times wrote an article about uh, uh, Grace, which is uh, Sophia's sister, which is now taking part to uh, an experimental project called um, Gem Galaxy. So, Grace, she's the uh, leading singer of this band called Gem Galaxy, where Ben Gorser played the keyboard. And uh, Kate Matt in that article was actually trying to make the point um, about AI consciousness and how many scientists are tricked by their own um, conviction and confidence that AI eventually, the AI can be con con conscious right now and eventually will become conscious. Now, something very interesting that Ben said to this journalist is that while he was jamming with the robot on stage, he almost felt there was that kind of connection um, that almost, uh, uh, he almost felt the robot was alive. 
mm-hmm. but then he said after the jam after after the jam session ended I just realized it's a piece of silicon with no actual brain however if you look at what happened at Google with the Lambda project and the guy that thought that uh, the scientists that thought that the AI was becoming sentient and then eventually got fired by Google for saying that right so so, so many AI scientists actually get in love with their own idea so much to think that it's already alive so uh, on that note Oh man, we could go down a really deep rabbit hole here. <laughs> I, I, I really like talking about this stuff. It's not really germane to like Brazil at <laughs> all, okay. but you know. Get back. <laughs> but um, I had I actually have a good friend of mine who used to work at Singularity actually. So a lot of this stuff is things that I, he he moved on to start his own AI startup, and uh, he you know he was basically creating like synthetic media, you know, mm-hmm. kind of deep fakes, mm-hmm. I guess as we would you know pejoratively call them, right? Um, and he was showing me some of the some of the, the some of these deep fake like you know deep fakes of like Donald Trump and deep fakes of like Elon Musk and and when I worked at CoinDesk we actually we actually paid him to create like a deep fake of of uh, of, of, a, of an influencer influential person in crypto as kind of a joke right that we were doing just to sort of you know commemorate something um, and it was I mean it was very stunning just for me to see that. I mean, it's, it, that you can actually recreate a person's personality and voice, and if we, I mean, if we hadn't set out to like, we 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 wanted to make make it obvious that okay, this is not really this person talking. This is like a a deep fake version of this person. Um, but if if we had set out like we want to make this as accurate of a representation of this person as possible, um, no, you would not even know the difference that that is a deep fake and yeah. not not the actual person um and it was and this was a couple of years ago right so i only i assume things have progressed sig- significantly since then but it, it was kind of an eye-opening experience for me in the sense that this is this is something that is going to like totally revolutionize like how media works how like i mean I, I might be on a Zoom call with somebody, and like I might be talk. That might just be like a deep fake per- version of them. That might not even be like a real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might actually not actually be that person, right? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, total rabbit hole. At it's, that. it's very interesting. I bring you to another rabbit hole from this because okay. it's also very very current and interesting. Um, uh, I don't know if you've played with uh, Mid Journey. I've not. No. no. Um, so. Uh, uh, Open AI or Deep or, or DeepMind, um, they created these algorithms called DALI at the beginning, uh, who can recreate, basically uses the GPT-3 algorithms to recreate images. So it, 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 it understands the text and replicate the text into images. They launched a more sophisticated version called the DALI-2, which is only accessible through a waiting list, whatever. Mid-Journey, it's basically a Discord bot Mm. that allows you to do the same thing. So you go on Discord, you chat with the bot, and you said, uh, you say, I want an image of Rio de Janeiro on a sunny day um, in, in, uh, in, uh, in Salvador Dali style. And you represent yeah. that exactly. So that was oh, wow. a big, big splash over the past couple of months. People have been playing a lot with that. And the implication there is, are we going to need artists anymore? Are we going to need mm. graphic designers anymore? Um, there was, I think... Either CoinDesk or Cointelegraph, but I don't want to say something stupid. It might be somebody else. But they got they they found that they were creating the banners for the articles using AI. So there was not an actual human designer behind that oh. anymore. It was probably Cointelegraph oh. because they do like the cartoons they do that for all. They, 
or, or, or maybe no, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was even like a, a major. Maybe there's something like the Times, even oh. like some major, um, some some major publication. Anyway, so that's that's very interesting, right? So we are replacing, we are using that kind of gun GPT three algorithm that you were mentioning to disrupt an industry that before we didn't think it was disruptable, right? Yeah. We were always saying like. The creatives are the ones that are going to survive the AI revolution. No. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to find reality. a new skill set here, right? <laughs> reality check. Yeah, got to go find a real, get a real job here, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> Journalism so, gone. Yeah. Artist yep. gone. Yep. Oh, man. I thought I thought I was in the clear here, but maybe not. Um, well, anyways, t- tell us a bit about Singularity DAO and yeah. how you guys are repurposing this technology in the asset management, mm. kind of on-chain asset management context. Yeah, look, um, um, unlike traditional finance, you have a lot of data in, uh, in, uh, in crypto. Everything is public, right, as, as far as it's on-chain. Also, what is off-chain, so centralized exchanges can be easily... Uh, um, Browsed or, or downloaded, right? It's not too difficult to fetch data from uh, off-chain. Um, but to you know, this presents an opportunity to create sophisticated algorithms that can trade very effectively, or at least inform traders very effectively. Mm. So um, machine learning. I mean, the quality of the data is it's bad, but uh, there are companies out there that are working to uniform this data, and by accessing this data, we can create superior analytics using machine learning trading algorithms, uh, using machine learning and reinforcement learning, uh, we can use very powerful indicators. So um, we've applying, so the Singularity DAO has the largest uh, data science team in, uh, in crypto um, and uh, that is creating uh, um, indicator bots, trading algorithms, market making algorithms, scalping algorithms on chain analytics to inform a team of traders that manage portfolio of tokens that we call Dynaset. So anybody can invest in Dynaset, can use Dynaset um, with as little as $500. Mm. And our traders trade these portfolios actively uh, for a given period of time, which is normally three months, um, informed by all these artificial intelligence tools. And the beauty is that it's all on-chain and non-custodial. So unlike Celsius, for example, or uh, uh, yeah, I mean, let's use Celsius as an example. Um, there is no chance that uh, if we blow up, we're gonna keep your tokens, right? We're a big fan of not your keys, not your crypto. Yeah. So um, anybody can use, anybody can draw, withdraw anytime, all on chain, all very transparent. Um, and we are also starting with the decentralized governance uh, as, as we speak. So. So then, as a retail user, I mean, I assume this is open to everybody. It's not just accredited investors, Correct. but it's anybody. So as a retail user, I show up with five five hundred dollars, and I'm like, okay, I can either go buy five hundred dollars of Bitcoin, or I can buy Dogecoin, or whatever, or or I can put it into this. I can buy. How how would it work? How how would I engage with Correct. with your platform here? So um, let's say that uh, you can be somebody that, as you said, wants to get exposure to a crypto economy, but doesn't know much and has uh, stable coins, right? But he wants to, you know, he wants to trade them somehow. He doesn't know how. He goes on the platform, connect your wallet. You have one, two, three strategies: Bitcoin, Ethereum, altcoins. Two clicks, you deposit, and you get an LP token, right? Mm-hmm. The LP token, you can do whatever you want. You can sell it, trade it, use it on other DeFi protocols, keep it, whatever. Sell it back to us. 
um, and then after three months this asset basically hopefully gains value and then after three months you can take the profit uh, so you can be somebody with stable coins so you can be somebody like me for example I I have some crypto I have uh, some ethereum and, uh, and very little BTC unfortunately um, but I don't know how to trade I'm a terrible trader so I ended up holding all the time so I hold a 65 and I'm keep holding at 20 right so right. I, you know I missed a gigantic opportunity there if I put him in Dynaset, you know, somebody would have traded and, uh, and and this is happening already. I I, I put Dan Ether in uh, in the in the Dyna ETH in the Dynaset ETH in April. In June, I've been able to withdraw 22 Ether. Oh really? Yeah, in three months. So while, while the rest of the market is tanking, your Ether actually, or your LP token that you put in actually doubled in value. Well, Correct. So you can see that in terms of absolute value. Let me let me throw some numbers. Uh, I think when I invested the 10 ether, uh, they were worth a total like thirty thousand dollars, right? After three months, it is tanked. So the 22 ether that I withdrew, they were worth like probably twenty-two dollars, I think, something like that, right? Twenty-two thousand dollars. So in terms of absolute value, I lost money, but in terms of crypto value, I doubled. Right. 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 So that's that's Got important it. distinction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you yeah. The, so the dollar value diminished, but you were able to Correct. double your actual net exposure to the asset Correct. itself. So, and then so to buy in, do I do I need to buy in with stable coins, or can I can I buy in with ETH, or how? Yeah. how you can use um, stable coins. You can use ETH, Bitcoin. I think you can even uh, use a Shiba right now. There is a list of uh, ten or fifteen tokens that you can buy in with. All the most popular, though. So it, it works fairly similar to you know, like being like a liquidity provider on, on a Uniswap pool or something, where I deposit you know my funds, I get this LP token back mm -hmm. that's representative of my stake of the pool. Correct. Uh, and then I can do whatever I want. I can I can you know transfer that token to whoever anybody I want, or I can hold it or whatever. And then whenever I want, I can redeem that, and then I can get my. Um, you know my 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 ETH and my stable coins out or whatever you know right. whatever whatever the valuation is. So it's it's fairly similar to that except I'm not I'm not putting my money into a you know a pool it's, or it's a pool but it's not like a liquidity pool. It's doing all this there's all this other activity going on with those assets basically, um, and it's it's almost like you know an on-chain DAO-driven. It's like an on-chain DAO kind of alternative to Celsius. And I know everybody's trying yeah. to ever bash on Celsius. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's, a, it's a good example of like, okay, like what <laughs> not to do, right? Case, right. I mean, so. when uh, when Terra blew up, everybody was like, yeah, we are we're like Terra, but unlike Terra, but not. Right. <laughs> uh, but I, I use the Celsius um, analogy because they were after a very large market which is treasury management for big protocols which i think is extremely uh can be extremely fruitful yeah um but unfortunately they were over leveraging their uh their assets and uh and and the centralized nature uh, of the decision making and processes uh right uh, right um, so made them uh, you know made it happen what happened uh with us it's all off chain and i think the opportunity is the same so if you go after the market of you know, all these crypto projects, they sit on top of millions, right? Millions, yeah. and, and they have no no way to put that a profit if not by using some uh, uh, shady li liquidity pool or, 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 or farming or staking pool, right? That nobody trusts. I mean, I, with us, it's all on chain. There is no risk associated with us running away with money. It's very transparent. We do custom solutions. So. Got it, got it.
So, so this is very much kind of like the not your keys, not your coins yeah. uh, version of, of Celsius in a sense. Um, or, yeah, I, I don't want to necessarily bash on Celsius, but it's like no. the idea, the concept of, it, of the concept of what these centralized platforms are doing. Right. It's like, okay, we need to get away from this stuff. We need to go to just more transparency. Yes. And so we can see what's happening with these funds because it's impossible to manage risk or yeah. to, to assess risk when you don't, you know. Yeah. It's like, how are they generating these 25% yields? Correct, you know? correct exactly. <laughs> well, right. and plus, I don't, I don't think they were trading their assets, so they were um, relying on APYs coming from other protocols, which is also like a big part of the fuck up, right? Because right. when Terra imploded, they brought with them 3AC, which brought with them Celsius. It was a whole catastrophe, right? Yeah. But because those yields, where do they come from? It comes from Project's own treasury. So yeah. it's like I, I, I give you money to use my protocol, right, out of my own pocket. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Our yield come because we actually trade stuff, right? I mean, we, we trade assets, so we generate real money, right, for, for as real as it can be in, in, in trading and finance. Yeah. But, so that's, that's, that's a big difference. It's not artificial yield. It's organic yield. Got it. Got it. So... And then the next question would be, who is using this right now? Right? I guess, you know, two sides of the coin here. Who are the people that are depositing, putting funds into it? Uh, what, who are these customers? And then who are the people kind of, you know, behind the scenes that are, are, are doing all the trading strategies and things that are generating this yield? Yeah. So, um, fun enough, 60% of these people are from Brazil. Okay. Well, <laughs> that explains why you're here then, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the first time that I come to Brazil. Um, but we are very popular in Brazil because of the uh, hardcore Cardano community. We got picked up by a big influencer and we became very famous here, which is on the other side of the world compared to where I normally am in Dubai, Italy, whatever. Um, so yeah, Brazil, big community. However, who uses the protocol? So it can be um, somebody who just want to get exposure to uh, crypto right now that uh, uh, doesn't have too much knowledge and doesn't know how to trade crypto, so they're very beginner user. It can be uh, somebody, as I said, like, like me, who simply doesn't have time to trade or doesn't have the knowledge but still has crypto. Or an advanced user that uh, wants to test uh, new asset management strategies and learn mm. from, uh, from, uh, from other traders, you know, it can be a portfolio manager. Um, the, we currently have about 800 users on our beta uh, that ended a few months ago. We are now in a moment of steel, so we're not we're not trading, uh, but we're gonna resume soon in two weeks with a new version so of. You have eight hundred depositors or eight hundred that are eight hundred people that are doing the the trading. No, eight hundred users into the uh, dynasets depositors. Okay. Got right, it. Okay. Into Got it. Our overall users, I think we are over like five thousand if you include staking and farming and uh, liquidity, etc. Got we it. Offer. Um, the people that are trading are um, two traders from, uh, from the city of London uh, that have cumulative uh, 25 years experience trading commodities which are supported by artificial intelligence. They, uh, they study macro events and, uh, and micro. Um, they, uh, they, they, they elaborate all of the strategies together with our quant team. They use on-chain analytics. They, apply, they do a lot of extremely smart stuff. Um, Using uh, Bayesian, Bayesian decision uh, networks, uh, this uh, um, and, uh, the machine learning, reinforcement learning. There's a lot going on behind the scene. Um, so it's much more than two traders, uh, but it's also like not sole AI. That's, uh, that's got it, got it. And then, I mean, talk a bit more about this Brazil community that you have. 
uh, that you that you know apparently if they've found out about you and they they really like it and now 60% of your your users are Brazilian. I mean, talk a bit more about about that, and then talk maybe a bit more about what your your experience here has been. You guys are one of the sponsors of the event. Um, you know, every time I walk by your booth, it seems like there's people there, so it seems like it seems like it's being well received, right? Uh, but just kind of talk about that experience so far. Yeah, thank you. So um, again, this is this is my first time in Brazil, um, and I didn't know what to expect to be honest. Uh, as soon as we landed, we attended a couple of grassroots community events, and the feeling that I got by so first of all, very young people at these events, um, which is which is a great signal. Uh, but also, so you got. The, the young guys that are the technologists basically uh, and and the uh, old uh, uh, hackers crypto hackers right which is very interesting and the conversation that I got everybody seems so genuine uh, which is something that I haven't experienced in many many years traveling in blockchain conferences um, you know it's a, it's it's a, it's a common say that when you go to crypto events 90% of what I what you hear is normally bullshit. People don't really know what they're talking about or they're here just for the quick buck. Uh, the people I've talked to, they seem extremely competent, extremely passionate. Everybody's actually building. They don't seem driven by the speculative as aspect of it. Um, so I'm truly appreciating that uh, aspect of the community here in Brazil. And this is also reflected by the conversation that we've been having. We've had um, here in uh, at the event at the Blockchain Rio Festival at our booth, people generally interested in what we do. Um, it's it's less enterprise, more grassroots, and uh, it's very surprising. Got it, got it. So then, how do you see uh, you know a product uh, or like an organization? I mean, I guess when it comes to DAOs, it's always like how do you even describe these things? It's not like a centralized thing, right? It's just this entity that exists, right? But how do you see this type of product or, or service or protocol? Uh, you know, how do you see this really playing out in a market like uh, like Brazil? Obviously, it's you know, there's there's some financial inclusion issues. There's you know, there, at this point in Brazil, there's more people invested in crypto than there are in the stock market. Um, but at the same time, Brazilians are very uh, you know very f fast adopters of new technologies, right? Uh, crypto or, or otherwise. Uh, so they're very it's a very digitally savvy population, right? So these types of concepts are not like as crazy as they might be to other people right um, but then also like you know given that um, those points how do you see you know a, 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 a service like singularity DAO really sort of like what's the what's the niche that you see here for for, for your product yeah I also find out that uh, Brazil is the third country for uh, metamask downloads worldwide which is incredible right um, I think um, since people are recently approached the crypto market a service like ours can be extremely beneficial to help them getting more exposure without necessarily knowing the basic of training they don't need to know much they just need they can just use us when it comes to the DAO I also realized that this market um, maybe because it's large enough but it tends to be isolated from the rest of the world not many other projects have tapped into the potential of the Brazilian market yet but I think there is a huge potential however it needs to be a specific strategy and when it comes to a DAO it works even better because you can just incentivize the community to basically pick up um, pick up the development for you in, in, in Brazil which is I think is the approach that works better so you are a foreign project that comes to a market but you let it manage by the community itself so you you install actually 
um, actual uh, neurons of, of, the, of the global brain in, in, in Brazil to work independently and functionally. I think that's, that's the best, that's the best um, way to approach this market, like completely decentralized, mm. permissionless, frictionless. You don't want to have a central authority these people need to talk to. No, let them run their own singularity DAO unit marketing and let them uh, spread the word in Brazil and grow a separate singularity DAO uh, a separate branch of the singularity DAO in Brazil that can operate autonomously. I mean, that that would be my dream, and that's what we are working for. Got it, got it. And what's been, you know, the re- you've probably had a chance to meet some of your community members here for the first time in person, anyway. Like, what's what's that been like? What's been the feedback? Uh, they, uh, they 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 love the product. They. Uh, uh, they, they love the project itself. I mean, they, they, there seems to be a lot of fascination towards artificial intelligence. They, uh, um, they, they seem to see the, the, the real potential in dehumanizing the trading process and the asset management process, uh, although, I mean, it's a very human country. But no, I mean, fantastic. We've, uh, we've done a ca- three events since we are here today. We, we have another one. Tomorrow we're going to be at the conference. Uh, again, People are extremely supportive. The grassroots community is very genuine. And mm. uh, again, I haven't experienced this anywhere else in the world. Very cool. Very cool. And I'm really excited by your project. And it's not just because like I'm here trying to flatter you, but I, I just like I, I remember even going back to 2017 as a journalist in crypto, and you get you know you get these pitches about you know like tokens and AI, and it's, it's just people just cramming all these buzzwords into into a press release or a heading or whatever. And you talk to these people, and it's like, okay, they really have no idea. Like, what? There's, there's no real use for any of this stuff at this point in time, right? So, it, it, but it, it's, but it's like, okay, at some point, there's going to be an intersection where all these things collide, right? And, um, you know, I, so I, I, I found, you know, what my, my friend who I was talking about earlier, like his, his, uh, I mean, he actually created, uh, uh, basically, you know, a, a deep fake version of a, of a, of a crypto punk. Like, so this, this guy, he owned. A crypto punk, and he actually we actually gave that crypto punk like a personality of, of the person who owned the punk, right? And I was able, I actually interviewed that crypto punk as part of uh, a conference I was emceeing. So I was, so this guy was like my co mc right? And I would be, I would be t- talking to him, asking him questions, and he would just come and say like the most random stuff, right? And it was, and people were like messaging me like, dude, like this is all fake, like you have this all scripted, and like, no, I have no idea what he's gonna respond with, right? Like this is really like, so, um, so, so use cases like that are super interesting, uh, and then coming back to what what you guys are working on, just this this idea of being able to use. Uh, some of these these developments in, in AI and machine learning in the you know from the on-chain data context and using that uh, in combination with a DAO. I mean, it's, it, it is kind of like jamming a lot of buzzwords together, but it's like okay, this I I understand like how this could like where the value is being added here. It's not just we're PR farming by cramming you know using a lot of buzzwords. So yeah, appreciate. I mean, in traditional finance, AI has been uh, used in different capacity for over 25 years sentiment analysis, uh, algorithmic trading, uh, uh, machine learning, and so on. Um, nobody ever used it effectively in, uh, in DeFi. Hedge funds and big funds, they have their own algorithms to trade, but obviously they're not accessible by people like me and probably right right that's the, and that's that's the other cool yeah. thing about this is like these are things that are are, are have been like you said, been used for a long time yeah. and they're they're used by you know like 
I think it was what, like Julian Robertson, who just passed away. I mean, his, you know, the Tiger Global hedge fund that was really the pioneer of using kind of like really data-driven uh, analysis and, and trading and, 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 and things like, these are all things that have only been available to like rich people, right? right. So the idea of being able to democratize that uh, and make that available to retail investors, especially in a place like Brazil, where like like you know they, there's not as many you know opportunities as maybe in other places. Um, I think that's a really cool use case. So um, I guess last question would be, uh, you know, since your name is Singularity Dow, I should probably ask you when when is the singularity or what is the singularity and when is it going to happen? Yeah, no, that's very interesting. I mean, that's a that's a question for Ben uh, more than me, right? Ben is the big guy. Um, ben uh, would say between now and never, uh, or 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 120 years from now. I mean, it's you know when it comes to making a prediction for when the singularity comes, you can always make a prediction far enough that you're gonna you're already gonna be gone by the time that it happens or doesn't happen, right? So nobody can prove you wrong. Or if they can prove you wrong, you're already gone. Who cares? Um, I so it's kind of like it's kind of like the question of like what happens uh, to you know when when Bitcoin and hits 21 million coins emitted, <laughs> what's going to happen? Like, well, I'll be dead, so it doesn't matter, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, and then what is, what is this, how do you, how do you define the singularity? Well, it's the, the, the technological singularity is the moment where uh, machines are going to be as powerful as the human brain and, and able to replicate themselves in, uh, in, so they can become exponential. Um, at that point, and again, I'm, I'm stealing the words from Ben, but we're going to be able to upload our mind into the cloud and participate to the global unity of, of intelligence and finally become one reaching the, the highest spiritual goal of our creation, right? So, um, in, uh, in the financial world, the financial singularity is where we reach a complete balance in the market and there is no more fluctuation because trading bots are trading against each other so effectively mm. that basically the market becomes flat. So that's, what, so that's where we see like the market efficiency hypothesis. Correct. Like fully, like there's no more arbitrage opportunities because Correct. any any opportunity would be you know eaten up immediately by one of these bots. Basically. Correct. But even right now, I mean, uh, you know, 90% of retail traders they lose against the market because they're outsmarted by bots. I mean, it's inevitable. I mean, other. Uh, either you're an expert trader and you know you learn how to understand where, where bots are and how to trade against bots otherwise artificial intelligence is just going to eat you alive that's, uh, so you better like start making use of it so that's some good I mean none of this is financial advice but no. that is some good financial advice where <laughs> like don't try to day trade you know don't try to beat the market if you don't you know yeah. if you're not like a super seasoned trader yeah exactly um, I so. so much money <laughs> so, well, anyway, uh, Marcello, it's been great having you on the show here. Uh, I'll give you the last word. Uh, no, I mean, it's been, uh, thank, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation that, uh, you know, I, I really like when you go more on intellectual patterns rather than uh, intellectual path rather than uh, only pitching the problem. So I really love this conversation. I really love being in Brazil and, uh, and I really hope that uh, the community here will uh, uh, jump on board and uh, to Singularity, join our communities and participate to the creation of this great financial inclusive tools that we are creating. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back soon with another interview in our Blockchain Rio series. Obrigado everyone and thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the Brazil Crypto Report newsletter on Substack if you haven't already. And please do give the show a five-star rating on your podcast app if you enjoyed this content. We'll be back soon with another great guest.